Welcome back to the Health, Wealth, and Happiness podcast with your hosts, Bailey Graff and Natalie Bolin, where together we create a safe space that allows you to live your best life. Today's episode is with our lovely friend, um, Charlene. We were on her podcast, was that last year? Yeah, time is flying by. Um, And so we podcast swapped and she was on ours and talks all about how she got into the wellness space, how she started her podcast. Yes, very conversational. Charlene is just such a lovely human. And we were honored to to be on her podcast and to have her on ours. So Charlene is a consultant and a wellness creator. She finds purpose through helping others. And that's why she births working within her podcast and hub for all new age wellness subjects. Season three of working within launched early this year, but Charlene has tons of great content in all three seasons of the podcast, including us on season two. Charlene is restless by nature, so she has a thousand interests, uh, such as pole dance, creative writing, yoga, and tarot. Yeah, she's into all the things. And speaking of, she has some really, really cool, fun projects that she's working on right now, but we can't spill too much about it. We know they're coming down the pipeline from what she's told us. Definitely really cool and worth the follow. So go to her page, follow along, and kind of see what she's up to in her podcast and personal space. Yeah, we will link all of those in the show notes. Also, just want to let you know our partner, Rasa, uh, they are like our coffee alternative partner. We love them so much. And I'm so excited to announce that they are making their golden chai permanent. It is my favorite blend of theirs. They only release it in the fall, but they're actually making it permanent now. Um, And I know Nat's never tried it. So I'm so excited because they sold out so quickly and it is legitimate my favorite. I think both of us have tried every single one. Yes. Yeah. And I'm stoked to finally try this because the way you even described it to me, I was like, I missed out on something amazing. (laughs) It's going to be so good. And I think it's coming out in Q2 at some point. So that doesn't, it gives you some, a range of months from April to June sometime. Check Rasa out. Regardless, all their flavors are so good, but this one I'm particularly, particularly excited to try. So feel free to try your first order for 15% off with code HWHPOD. We'd highly recommend it. Um, Also, if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, please do. Nat posts great content every single week. Uh, That is at HWHPOD. We're super easy to find. Please follow along. Yeah. And we have a nice little link tree in our bio with all of our partner codes and where you can find our episodes. So that's always handy if you forget what any promo code is and you want to try seed, Rasa, Coco Kind, all those. Um, and also we love to see uh, reviews and ratings for our podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So please feel free to find us on one of those apps, leave us a review and we will read it during our next solo episode. And one more thing before we let you listen to this episode with Charlene, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Link is also in the show notes. Uh, We send out a monthly newsletter with journal prompts, fun facts about our guests, and lots of other fun things. So please follow along and enjoy this episode. taking the reins, <laughs> passing them off. Um, no. So you're doing all these things in the wellness space, but how did you find yourself here? 
doing tarot, doing these readings, and now a wellness spiritual podcast? Thank you. That's an important question, isn't it? Um, no. So what happened? This deeply resonates, that deeply relates to like my own personal journey with my mental health. Honestly, I was raised in a very nervous family and it is totally justified. And I love my parents to death. And at the same time, they're both super rooted in their fear sometimes. And, you know, out of their deep concern for their kids can just be a little um, projectile with that fear that they have. And so growing up, I was um, really, I really understood that I needed to be a working adult. I really understood that there were things in my life that could harm me, for instance, especially being a black woman in business. Um, And I was just generally very cautious and anxious about like the steps I needed to take to make sure my future was right, perfect, set for myself. And so in college that manifested as me have over (laughs) over committing like I am now, Um, doing a lot of things to prove my credibility, prove my worth. And with that just came a lot of stress. There was a lot of stress that I took on in college, had translated from um, just really tight guide rails growing up that I was carrying. And that combined that with like a really kind of not healthy relationship um, really just put me in kind of a dark, not so healthy place toward the end of my college days. And so the two really explicit examples I have, I was having shoulder like tension, consistent shoulder tension issues at like 21 because of just how much stress I was carrying like day to day. And like, honestly, probably my emotions as well because I was in a relationship that wasn't the best for me. Um, And then also that relationship and its effect on me and what it did and isolating me from my friends and taking a lot of energy that I didn't have to give. And so with that, I suddenly started going to yoga pretty randomly, serendipitously actually. Um, And so that's how I got introduced to yoga. Also out of that relationship, I was gifted a tarot card because that person knew that I was interested in tarot. And I'm very grateful to this day for that exchange. Um, And I had already been using astrology to make sense of the world around me. I just got a lot more invested all kind of around the same time, because I will say that relationship and its breakup led to my like spiritual awakening. And I hesitate to use that term because it's, it's not like consistent for everyone, but it really raised my levels of consciousness with like how I was feeling, how my energy was, where my anxiety was coming from, what was caught. Yeah. Um, So that is how I got really invested in my own like meditative ritualistic practices that brought me back to my spirit because I realized that I was so often giving away energy to stress that didn't need to be stress, to relationships that were not helping me. Um, And that was just really like depleting me in a way that was not good for my spirit and creativity in life. So that is how I got involved in wellness. Um, And I just wanted to share that story with more folks because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like just everyday stuff. You know, I'm not a PhD in holistic health. You know, this is just me talking about personal stories and sharing with friends. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. It's really, really interesting to see the parallels in so many different people's stories on how they got into the wellness um, field or industry, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's it's funny because Natalie and I kind of had parallel stories too. And like it started with yoga and it started because there was like this need to find something or release something or discover something like deeper within us so we could grow and like learn and like, it's just very interesting to like hear other people's stories and how they came 
to this. Um, and it's like opened up their lives from there. So it's just beautiful to see that journey. So how did that then go into you starting working within? Uh, yeah, working within my baby. Um, so I guess what had become, so there was a huge shift, like junior to senior year of college for me. That is when all of that stuff was happening, like the baggage, the relationship, the stress. I dropped all that because senior year of college is senior year of college, you know, like I'm not stressing out anymore. This is fine. Um, what had happened, though, is I had gotten just kind of a natural reputation for being like, here's a girl, like she cut her hair off, like what's going on for her, you know, like <laughs> Uh, she's into astrology and tarot and yoga and that has just become a thing and I was really passionate about all the subjects I still am and so people would come to me with questions tarot questions as I was learning especially because I wanted to learn so I was pulling cards pretty often at this like central table at my school um, I was going to yoga like four times a week and people knew that and so people would just come to me ask me questions or we talk about astrology and it was just like a space okay that was awesome the pandemic hit none of that was happening we didn't graduate that's fine we got the nice end of the stick being seniors that year and graduating um, and still having had most of our senior year but you know then i moved across the country um and i was then isolated from all those folks and people that i used to like talk about astrology with for instance even if you know it was still in like a more teaching mode um and so i just kind of got bored with the circumstance of having to wait for people to come to me um I had just gone through my yoga training after graduation, and I wanted to provide that service in a way that was energetically balanced, because that was always my problem, that I was always giving too much energy away, and that would lead to the depletion and the body re reactions and the stress and the tension. And so I started to just charge um, for yogas, for yoga sessions, for tarot spreads. But that working within did not exist. I was doing this one off um, and especially to practice my yoga as I was just getting started. And then, you know, time passed and I was like, actually, I kind of want to be an entrepreneur and actually like I want to work for myself and actually, you know, and, and the ideas start bubbling. And because I think I had um, done all of these like spiritual, spiritually grounding practices, moved across the country to be by myself. So I was in my energy a lot more able to be a lot more creative because there weren't so many tugs on my energy. Um, and I was like, well, I just put these all together in a hub. And that was what became Working Within. And then that is what became the podcast because I was like, the services are not enough. I need to do a podcast. And in fact, the podcast is where I even want to expand more than the services. So that is how Working Within came to be. Just a bunch of restlessness that <laughs> surmounted to something. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so did you move by yourself across the country? No, 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 no. My parents and I drove from Kentucky to Colorado, um, but I do live by myself now. And so they were here for about a week and then I've been alone since. Wow. That's hard. That is hard. I recently moved and I reflect constantly like how hard it would be by myself. So I applaud you. That is, I'm sure you grew so much. Like what are some things you've learned throughout all of this? I learned that I'm so much more creative than I ever gave myself credit for because I was, I have space to create. There was never the space. I'm such a people pleaser. Oh my gosh. I'm such a people pleaser. I am a, a, a very attuned to the energy around me at all times. So when I was living with roommates, it, I could not let myself be still and away from energy around me. So this energy, like where I am, I've said energy 30 times, but when I am alone, so many ideas come, they bubble up 
it shows me that my brain is trying, has always been trying to communicate with me and my spirit as well. And so I've really just been able to write a lot, put a lot of shit on the walls. Like it's my space. I really love it. Um, I think I've also learned that life is really hard <laughs> to be frank. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, balancing work and responsibilities around home and my cat and my dreams and time for myself and friends. That is all really hard. And I understand why marriage exists. So <laughs> that is what I've learned. True that, true that, honestly. <laughs> um, which sucks. It, it, honestly, you know what I mean? Like go on a sidebar is like, that sucks that it makes it easier to rely on someone else, quote unquote. Like it, it's almost like the way everyone is brought up is like, it's just easier with someone else, but why can't we be more independent? You know? Um, so that's, I, again, I'm just like in all that you are doing all this by yourself and you're so, are you younger than us? Wait, how old are you? I'm 22. Again. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Wait, I totally thought, okay, we're going to bring it up again. Energetically, (laughs) energetically. I feel like you are such an old soul and I, Natalie and I aren't that much older. Uh, we're both 26, but like, I totally feel like you were in our range or older and not because of the way you look obviously, but like just the way you speak and the way you carry yourself. I'm like, Oh my God, she's, she's wise. Charlene is wise. (laughs) Shook. I'm literally shook. (laughs) Thank you. It is my last life. So I am old, you know, in that way, but yeah, thank you. Why do you say that? I'm so curious. I I need to like dig deeper into that. Yeah. How do you find that out? (laughs) It is my numerology. My life path number is nine. That's the last incarnation. And so I am, I am in that mode. And so I did come after a few lives. So I am pretty old. Yeah. Is that what that means? Okay. That, okay. Wow. You just put so many like pieces into place for me. So my, my numerology life path number is eight. And I've always felt like I'm very close to the end, but not quite. I'm like, I feel like I still have something else to learn. And I didn't realize that it was like a path in, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. It it totally is. And someone else knows way more about this than me, but I know nine is the last, but it's not the greatest number. So I know there's life path 11 as well, but no, there's some really cool information with, from numerology. It's all, you just need your birth date, not even the time. That's what I was going to ask. How do I find out my numerology? Oh yeah. There's, there's some um, online generators. I don't, I can't even name them, but they're, we've got to get a numerologist on here. So while we're talking about it, I think we shared it on your podcast, but what are your big three? Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, I'm Gemini rising. That's why I chatter and I'm a Scorpio sun and moon. So that's usually very intense. Yep. (laughs) I love me some Scorpios. I remember, I feel like I said that on your podcast too. When you told me yours, I was like, yes, water signs. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for the Scorpio love. Yeah. I, I have a lot of Scorpios in my family too. So I'm just like naturally always have been around them and I'm used to the intensity and I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, sorry. I got really distracted and I started looking at my numerology and now I like want to do it. Do you guys care if I do it? I'm doing it live. I want to see, I'm so curious at like where, where paths are. (laughs) Okay. I like, didn't want to be rude, but I I keep looking down at my phone and I was like, do you guys care? (laughs) So so while you're doing that, Nat, Charlene, I also want to ask you, um, because you're super in astrology too, because I feel like this is a controversial question. Do you have a preferred astrology app? Uh, Ah, yeah. (laughs) 
totally. It is such a controversial question. It's a great question. My preferred app is the pattern, hands down. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So I, I love the pattern and I feel like it's so much more accurate than, um, what's the other one that you use that <laughs> not to call you out. Sorry. I didn't like that. Co-star. I used to love co-star. Um, I just feel like for me, and I know this isn't for any, everyone, but like, it doesn't feel as accurate. Mm-hmm. No. And it, yeah. And I think it's styled that way. So they all have different audiences a bit like co-star mm-hmm. is for more, you know, uh, I would say those earlier or needing less, less when they want to interrogate astrology. And for those who really want a lot, when they look into astrology, the pattern is really helpful, but I think they all serve their purpose. If that makes sense. That's a very Gemini response there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I love that. Okay. I'm, I'm glad to know someone else agrees with me though. <laughs> Do you have any other, or did you find it at? No, I don't. I just wanted to say the pattern. I kind of, I still haven't found my look. I don't know what it is. I think the app could be better, like yeah. organized to me, like user-friendly mm. and CoStar is super user-friendly. And that I think that's what, honestly, it's not the pattern information or anything. I love that. Cause I'll get like push notifications from pattern of like Bailey's pattern for the yeah. day. And I'm like, Oh, how's Bailey doing? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is nice. And then it kind of like, sometimes I think about texting. I don't always do it, but I'll be like, Oh, maybe I should check in on her. So I like that aspect and you can like put your pattern with someone else's, but yeah, the app, I, I don't know. It could be better in my opinion. I love that compatibility feature. We'll just do like some little, like short, um, what are the quick fire questions while, while we're waiting. Do you have a favorite tarot card? The magician. Ooh, that's a fun one. Yeah. I tried to like kind of use that energy, if that makes sense. Like really ground myself in that energy. Yeah. Can you, mm, can you explain that a little bit more? I, I, I'm relatively familiar with tarot. Like I've played around with it before I have a deck, but I'm not super familiar with all of the cards. Can you like kind of tell us the embodiment of the magician energy? Oh, of course I can, because it's so powerful and I love it. Um, And like magician is a word I use to describe myself in a very affirmative way, but the magician in the tarot, it's a major arcana. So it's one of the big cards, you know, it's not cups, wands, etc. cetera. Um, and the theory behind the magician card is that you have all the tools you need to make anything happen already. And so it is like the fundamental belief that as long as your vision allows for something to exist, you can make it happen. And so I am such a dreamer. I have big goals. I obsessively, <laughs> obsessively think about and like, use the energy of the magician to just remember that I can make anything that I want to come true, come true. Um, and it's really helped me so far. And I just kind of like meditate on that energy to move forward with as well. So love that. Um, so do you, you know, a little bit about numerology? I'm a number one. <laughs> Ooh, you're number one. Are you what does that mean? Soul? Maybe that- young soul, but I don't know. I don't okay. know. You can definitely look it up. If you look up life path one, there will be plenty of sites that pop up. But my hypothesis is that you're like early carnation and early incarnation. That would be cool. A little baby. A little baby. (laughs) The cat. Hello, little cat. My face, I do. Everyone always has mistaken me for, I mean, I don't know if this relates whatsoever, but I've always been told I look young. And when I turn 21, even to this day, I get carded and they're like, you're 21? Like what? 
Yeah. Sucks. So anyway, <laughs> that was a fun little detour and I totally welcome it. <laughs> yes. My phone is off. I'm, I'm back in podcast mode and I will do my own research later, but I'll keep you updated. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so working within, I know you said what you have learned, I guess, thus far moving alone and like living somewhere by yourself. But now that you've started the podcast, I'm sure you've learned even more, um, like recording yourself and hearing yourself speak and just like, I don't know, it's a lot of reflection, at least from, from my perspective, it's been a ton of self-reflection. So what are some findings you've had? A few things that I'm really happy that I've realized that I love words, communication, and to write. I love to speak with people. I love exchanges. That has been really validating because the podcast is like a just direct facilitation of so many conversations and exchanging of knowledge. I love to learn. I love personal development. Like that was just solidified for me. I always had a hard time assigning a name to like what we talk about. Like it's wellness, new age wellness, it's spirituality. It's whatever helps people learn and grow. And that has been really fun to just engage with people on. I think though, more like personally, my podcast has taught me that I do not take up space naturally, that I am not someone who is using my voice how I could, um, that I often default to sacrifice. Um, and I don't want to do that my entire life. Um, so there have been small changes that you know a listener might not even assign to that um, understanding. I've gotten about myself but you know in the first season one I didn't even uh, do an intro personal intro or anything I would just like jump into the conversation and it's like mostly someone else talking which is great I love having my friends talk at the same time I'm like reluctant to have folks ask me questions um also just really destined or like uh really just focused on the value proposition a guest could add versus the value proposition I could add to a podcast if I can, you know, not to like be wholly uh, self-focused. And then, you know, in the second season, I started to add intros to the discussion. Like, oh, I can actually share my perspective and voice on this. I don't have to always default to my guests. And that is still like a small, but very important step to make. Um, and so I've, I've just learned a lot about how I operate pretty naturally in the world. And I'm trying to not continue to do that because I do really want to use my voice in a more expansive way in my career and at work. So that is what I've learned. Um, and that having a podcast doesn't mean I'm any better at this than any other person. So it's almost very humanizing as well. Very humanizing. That's like our whole, our whole theme for season three is humanizing, but that's, that's beautiful to share because I think a lot of us go through that. Like, do you think it's just a little bit of imposter syndrome kind of? Yes. And am I saying worthy things, you know? Mm, yeah, I, I get that. It's, it's hard when you're, and I think once again, I think we spoke about this on your podcast, but it's hard when you're putting something out into the world that's going to be there forever. And it's a piece of you. And it's even harder when you are sharing these things from your soul because that literally is you. Like that's the scariest thing when you're not putting up a front and you're like literally sharing something that you love. And like, that's so completely you. Like if that gets, 
I don't know, someone says something negatively towards that, like it's going to hurt because it's you. So it's a little bit scarier, I think. So scary and vulnerable. My therapist would be proud of me though, if she listened to my podcast, because we talk about vulnerability a lot and it's something I struggle with. You know, even recently, just my, some of my coworkers found out about my podcast and like that freaked me out. But at the same time, I want people to listen to my podcast. So that's like a conflicting belief I'm having. And I like I'm wanting to release that and be okay with being open with the world. I, that's what I'm here to do. Thank you. I just received that. That's what I'm here to do. So I need to be open with folks and be okay with that. So it, I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely um, felt that with like coworkers, especially, I don't know. It's like bringing it into the workspace feels weird. Like telling other coworkers that I have a podcast. And then it wasn't until recently I just started, I think Bailey and I would talk about it and I'd be like, do you think I like, should I start talking about it? Like, should I put it on my resume? Like, is this something I should be talking about? And so I switched it and I did start talking about it. And that's when I realized like people do think it's really cool. And they're like, oh, you actually like bring a lot to the table. And like, now I'm actually gonna, I'm about to like present affiliate, like how affiliate marketing relates to podcasting to my team. Like, and now I'm educating my team about this whole thing that I love so dearly. So it's like, it's terrifying. But then once you like break past that, you're like, oh, it kind of opens a floodgate. And now you're like, yay, now I can talk about what I love. Um, it's still, and there's still moments like different groups. I'm still not comfortable, like just saying like, cause it is, it's so raw. A podcast is like, I have no filter to be completely honest. This is like me. And sometimes it gets in my head a ton and I'm like, oh gosh, people are, I like the editing process is like, do I leave this in? I'll like, do I tell Bailey to cut that out? Or do I just leave it in there? Like I battle myself back and forth all the time. I'm like, should I tell her? Uh, I don't know. And I'll like draft up the email where I send Bailey the cuts and I try to do as little as possible because I want it to be real and raw, but it's still, it's so scary. So we kind of just asked you what you learned from just doing the podcast but what have you learned from your guests? Like, were there any big takeaways that you took from your guests that like really sit with you? You know, something I struggle with always is my view of politics because I am such a fluid thinker and I'm very grateful I have this trait. And at the same time, decisions and pol polarization and right versus wrong is really hard for me. Like I, I'm constantly telling my friends like everything's everything and nothing at all. And like, shout out to No Name for that. And that like method of thought really resonates with me. I had one guest, Anna Paula Velasco on my show. She is um, so, so politically active and so passionate and has very clear views of how the world should be. And I really admire that about her because I find it so hard to be sure about having a perspective that I think could really positively and specifically help a group of people to the point where I'd want to be in politics. Like that to me just shows so, so much conviction um, in ideology almost like my ideology is so fluid, almost too fluid, you know, and that I love that about me. And it's just like, so <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. But the fact that someone can feel like they run for office 
uh, with this ballot, you know, with these ideas and know and feel and trust in them and be passionate about them and want to help this group of people this way, that is so respectable. And so I think it just helps me realize that even if I have a perspective, it doesn't always have to be wholly empathetic, wholly like disputable because I'm like, I always want to be like of utmost like moral responsibility with anything I say. And sometimes I can just say what I want to say and like just have a view and defend that view and maybe people disagree. I love that. You know, I feel the same way and I struggle to verbalize exactly what that feels like or what that is. And I just kind of say that like, I'm open-minded and I like to hear other opinions and like hear both sides. And I love what you said about that because it is okay when you feel strongly about something, or even if you don't feel super strongly about something to just say it and let it be because it is. That's so affirming. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Like, I kind of like what you said. It's okay to have an opinion or like a stance on something. Um, And I find a lot of us, especially women are like, not, we don't verbalize what we think, um, which roots down to a lot of like historic stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm working on it. And and this podcast has helped for sure, like giving me a voice. So that's always nice. But, um, so as a podcast host, I believe you asked us this question in your podcast episode and I really loved it. And it was about what do you want people to take away from your podcast when they listen to it? I know you mentioned, you know, learning ultimately, but is there kind of this mark you want to leave of yourself? You know, you're a numerology nine. So no, I'm just kidding. What is this mark or what are you trying to spread into the world? I'm going to get emotional. No, I just, I want people to feel accepted, validated like humans, unlike others, find points of connection. That's what I want people to walk away from the podcast with. You'll hear some of my guests, even when I just had my dear buddy, Drew Hubbard, she'll always be like, these are such heavy questions, or this is really a tough topic. And I'm like, thank you so much for sharing your story, because I know there are thousands of people who need to hear you talk about this. And maybe we're not even reaching those thousands of people yet, but I know there are thousands of people who have dealt with these feelings and cannot articulate them this way or are unable to articulate this way, them this way or feel like they don't have the space to articulate them. Um, and so it, it really is just a reflection of what I think I could have really used growing up. Um, so I want people to feel like their stories are not, their wounds are not their fault. They're not for them to only fix themselves. There's a community of folks who are all dealing with a lot of really challenging stuff. Um, that's part of being human and find, find peace in the fact that other people have also struggled with similar stuff. That's beautiful. And I think you're definitely doing that with, with working within. I think you are like cultivating that space and creating that and leaving that impact on others. And it, it shows, it really does. And you make your space super welcoming and relatable. And I think there's a beauty in like you inspired us, like your style of podcasting was super inspiring because it was so conversational. And like you, you do ask these questions, like the question I just asked you was inspired by the deep question you asked, like, what is the mark you want to leave? What do you like? That's a, that's a hard question to answer sometimes. 
like we have missions for podcasts or any business idea, like you have a mission statement and all, but it's like when you're asked, oh, what is the actual like thing you want to be left behind of yourself? That's an intense, hard question. It's just very different. It's raw. Um, but you do a great way of making it relatable and approachable. And so, yeah, I just applaud you. I think you're doing what you need to be doing. I just want to say one more thing too, to like probably embarrass you. So sorry, not embarrass you. That's not the right thing, but I guess put you on the spot. I don't know what the right way of saying it, but like the, I remember the first time I spoke with you, like you were just so warm and welcoming, like something about you just feels like home. (laughs) And that sounds really weird, but I just feel so comfortable with you. And like, your presence is just so warm. And like, you literally are like the human embodiment of a hug and it's just like refreshing. I'm dead. That's amazing. (laughs) So sorry to (laughs) put you on the spot like that. No, I so appreciate. I so appreciate both of you saying that because that is so important to me. It is so like empathy, warmth, good energy is so important to me because I know how it feels to not receive that. Just, yeah. And I really just, I'm so glad that that is how you both feel when we interact. So Yeah. And you can tell that you have done your work within and obviously you haven't finished it. It's a constant thing, right? Like you're constantly working on that. But I think that shows like, I think that's why it's because you've done this work and like you want to make yourself a better person so you can then spread that to other people. Like that really just shows in everything you do. Um, So (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to like keep you in this space. I know this is like uncomfortable sometimes. So it's kind of like when people are like saying, singing happy birthday to you and you're like, thanks, but also I don't know what to do now. (laughs) Um, something that's been kind of relevant in my life in within the past few years, probably. And I know Natalie's too, and we talk about it often, um, are rituals. And I would love to know like what kind of rituals that you do in your day-to-day life or even like monthly, because obviously we're all cycling through moon cycles and menstrual cycles or woman. Um, but like, what kind of rituals do you do? And do you love to do that you'd like to share? I love rituals and I am pretty new to them. So um, just to be really transparent listeners, uh, but I was reading a book called The Artist's Way Uh, by Julia Cameron. And one of her big principles out of that entire book is you wake up every morning and you write three pages and you free write and you're just going to write everything down that's in your brain because you need to clear your energy so that your creation can flow so that you can make your energy for your day flow. And so now I wake up every morning and I make time. I wake up early enough to get those three pages in. It only takes about 15 minutes, y'all. And I do it in the bed, like half awake. Okay. Um, And I also just started two days ago reading a Course in Miracles from a workbook. So there's a daily workbook that has like a meditation in it for the day, the first day. Um, and this is like the conversation I had that went a little awry at work was that, you know, nothing around me means anything. The second day was that I assign meaning to everything around me. And so it was first getting rid of meaning as something, something that can be applied and taken away. And then reminding myself that if I want to assign meaning to things, I can do that with whatever objects, things, places are around me. Um, and so those are like morning things. And I, I emphasize morning because that is when I feel like I'm setting the energy for the day. Then <laughs> there's more. I always, whenever I shower, I shower twice a day. In the morning, I listen to my Big Boss playlist. Yes, it is titled Big Boss and it has a star 
emoji and it has like songs like Crown by Chica. That is an amazing manifesting song. It has a motivation by Normani. It has School in Life by Beyonce, uh, Independent Woman by Destiny's Child, like all of the important manifesting songs, a million more. I could go on and on about that playlist. It's my favorite playlist. I play it in the morning as I start my day. So I'm in the mode to accomplish. Okay. That's very important to me, the magician. And then I go through my day. It's usually very busy. I kind of like it. It's also just how I am naturally. So the day is just usually very busy. And then at night, I always shower with the light off with my color lamp on, on purple. And I listen to a more smooth R&B playlist to wind down because usually during the day, my mind is whirring and I really love to stretch it at the same time I need to wind down for bed. So those are some rituals that I use. And I also like try to reflect in the shower at the end of the day. Dude, I literally just started doing this. I don't have a, a, a mood lamp or like the, I don't have that, but I started, I would say probably last month showering with the light off, but it, it's not pitch dark. I leave the bathroom le- uh, door open. So I get light from the outside room, but it's super moody in my bathroom while I'm showering and I'm loving it. So you just saying that I was like, I thought I was the only one that did it. Cause I've never seen this anywhere. I've never seen anyone say they shower with the lights open, but I, I just did it one day because I felt a little overwhelmed. And I just was like a stark light feels like a lot right now. And I didn't, I don't have a I didn't have a candle. I have one now, but in where I was previously, like I didn't have a candle with me or anything. It was an Airbnb. So I just like, didn't light a candle. I just left the door open, got light from the outside and showered in the dark. And I was like, this is calming. It was like game changing. So now I like, honestly leave the bathroom light off and I have a window in my bathroom now. So I don't like, especially when I shower at night, like you as well, it's already, the sun is setting and it's very, um, what is that internal clock called? It's like your circadian rhythm. It's, I love it. I love it. Dude, I do that too. Do you? How funny is that? Yeah. I found it for different reasons and it is partially to wind down, but sometimes if I'm having like a bad body image day and I don't want to even like see my reflection at all, I just do lights off. I do my thing. It's enjoyable. It's nice. I don't have like a an internal freak out because sometimes that just happens, you know? Um, and it's like very helpful in some ways, but also I just prefer natural light. Like sometimes the light in a bathroom, it feels like mall lighting sometimes like it's harsh and it hurts my eyes. And like, that's not the first thing I want to see when I wake up or the last thing I want to see when I go to bed, like it's not peaceful, you know? Peace. Exactly. I'm like, shook. I didn't know more people did this. I love finding out new things. And uh, especially about Bailey, we've been friends for so long and I never knew that. Learn something new every day. (laughs) We're not showering together all the time. So (laughs) it's probably why. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this is a good moment. We talked about your rituals and ending the day and we're kind of getting into the evening when we're recording this. So I feel like we're capping off. Um, so honestly, Charlene, aside from these rituals, how are you living your best life? Or if it includes the rituals, that's totally awesome and amazing as well. Yes. How am I living my best life? I see myself as the creator of my life. And so with that title creator of my life comes a lot of responsibility that I take. Oh, so seriously. Oh, so seriously. It is the reason 
for everything I spend my time on pretty much because I believe that it's helping me create my life as I want it. Does that mean that maybe I work really hard sometimes? Yes. Does it mean that sometimes I don't get to see or visit my friends as much as I want? Yes. Does it mean that I feel like I am living my life purpose? Yes. So um, I'm just really kind of dead set on being a messenger person to make you feel like you can be yourself and sharing that with the world. So creating that every day is what I, what I am tasked to do and I'm doing it. Mm, Charlene, the magician, the creator, you're doing it. Where can our listeners find you? This is perfect and serendipitous because on my Instagram, Bailey, my handle, my tag is magician, creator, and lover. That's manifesting right there. But anyway, uh, so the Instagram handle is at charbucks, C-H-A-R-R-R-B-U-C-K-S. That's my personal Instagram. Um, For working within, you can find that Instagram on my profile or the working within Instagram is working.within. And the link to the website is also on both of those Instagrams, which is workingwithin.net. So all of those avenues, you can find me, all those avenues, you can find the podcast. And the podcast is on eight streaming platforms, I think, or so it's on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts all the other things, Anchor. Um, so it's like five things, but you can get to everything from the personal Instagram. Perfect. That's so, so serendipitous too, because I actually was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, magician creator. And then I was like, how can I encompass like that warm, fuzzy feeling in a word too? And I couldn't think of it in time, but like, that's the lover. <laughs> that was oh it. my gosh. Yes. Uh, this whole episode has been so amazing. Thank you so much. I thank you. I love just talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to y'all. I think it's very good energy on the calls on both the calls, this one. And when we record it for working within. So. Yeah. They light me up. I'm like ready to go now. We have some like alchemy together. I feel like we have a contract, mm, a soul contract. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I love it. Mm-hmm.